Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT and we've got David Stead, uh, the general manager from Langdon Farms in Aurora, Oregon. And um, David's been very good. And the whole staff at Langdon Farms has been very good to me over the years. So I want to thank them for that. And uh, it's always a pleasure for me to talk to David. And we both have an affinity for, for Mr. Woods. I hope he does well. I really do. It's, uh, I, you know, we were talking off the air about how when you were a kid, you were putting and you would dream of being Jack Nicholas or something, making a putt to win the masters and, um, you know, that type of thing. It's, I think we need heroes and, you know, yeah, Tiger had his life take a couple of bad turns there, but he straightened up and got it fixed. It took some time. But I think heroes, is, even in golf, is important to people. I wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, you know, I guess you could describe a hero as, you know, through your own eyes, but, um, you know, as somewhat aspirations. You know, look, I, I would never want to be Tiger and go through the off-the-course uh, stuff that he went through. Right. Uh, I can't even fathom what it would be like uh, to to be a person who's in the limelight uh, his whole life. <laughs> I'm I'm not that. I'm not a movie star. I'm not you know I'm not a superstar that's uh, that's been in that position his whole life. So I can't imagine. You know I I hate to judge him for what he's gone through uh, because I don't know. But when I say you know aspirationally, you know I certainly look up to him just because I admire his talent and and his commitment. I mean yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of talent, but he also worked real hard at it. And you're seeing the effects of that today. You know, the the, the damage he's done to his body because of how hard he worked. Uh, you know, there's been rumors flying that some of that damage was a function of, uh, you know, some of the enhancements maybe he took or, you know, I don't know. Again, that's all speculation. But bottom line is, is he torqued his body in a way that um, that nobody ever has before. And he's, he's paying the price a little bit for that right now. Um, you know, and that certainly caused you know, people to look into the physical nature of the golf swing and how to maximize strength and flexibility in a way that doesn't damage the body like, like it did to Tiger. So he's, again, he's impacted the the game the way it is today over the last 20 years um, in such an impactful way. It's, it's incredible. Well, you know, I've heard a few of the younger players say uh, the Tiger effect didn't bother them but most of the guys that said that had never played with, and and I'm going to the time when we actually had spectators on the course and, you know, they're 15 deep and 
150 yards up and down each fairway and especially around the green and stuff. Um, normally when you, when they've done that and then at the end of the day, when you talk to them, they don't really acknowledge that the tiger effect got to them, but you can see it on their faces. So it's, uh, yeah, and a lot of the guys, a lot of the superstars now, you know, Justin Thomas is, is the, I think he's still currently the number one player. Uh, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't play PGA tour level competitive golf when, uh, when Tiger Woods was in his heyday and, right. and the tiger effect was really in play, you know? I know there's still an element of it. I know that when he plays in a real golf tournament, you know, people come and watch him for different reasons than they watch Justin Thomas. And a lot of the times it's not your diehard golfers. It's just people trying to get a glimpse of Tiger Woods, even though he's definitely not at his peak, but they're still coming out to see him. So I'm sure there's still a bit of a Tiger effect out there, but not like it was when he was setting records and was on pace to beat Jack Nicklaus's major uh, total and, you know, all of the, the grand slam that he was chasing there for a while. I mean, all of that stuff, um, you know, just, they didn't experience that. They saw that through TV, not, not, you know, being next to him on the, on the tee, you know? Well, yeah. And like you were saying a minute ago, I think that, and this goes with anybody of serious notoriety, not the, uh, me being in the media business. We have a lot of people they call celebrities, but there's very few stars. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise is a movie star, uh, like that. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. My mind just went blank there, but you can't, you can't go out and do normal things like everyday people when you, when you rise to that level. And that's what happened to Tiger. He couldn't hardly go to dinner. Um, without being in some secluded back room of a restaurant or something, because he would just get surrounded and mobbed. And uh, that's a different, that's a whole different world. And, you know, 99.999% of the population will never experience that. And, you know, uh, I remember um, fairly vividly Tiger's performance uh, at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach when he just absolutely destroyed the field. You know, he shot something like, 20 under and the closest was like two under, you know, it wasn't even close. And it reminds me of this scene in the movie Seabiscuit. And I wasn't alive when that horse, you know, did what it did, but when it takes on that big towering horse and not, not to say that tiger was an underdog by any means, but just, (laughs) you know, there's a, there's a scene where I think they, the, uh, the the horse trainer, you know, says to the jockey, just don't fall off, you know? And it's like, you know, Tiger's racing through this final round or the whole tournament for that matter. And he's just lapping guys like crazy. And, and you're kind of sitting back, you know, almost can't believe your eyes in, in terms of what he's doing to a golf course that a lot, I mean, the greatest players in the world were getting destroyed and he was just destroying it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so hard to fathom. And it's just, a, it, it's something that we may never see again. Um, you know, like some of the records that, and I'm not a horse guy, so maybe I'm no, no, you're right. This up, but Seabiscuit, you know, I mean, just just the the the, the races that 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 horse ran is, is a lot like what Tiger did in some yeah, cases, you know, just blew blew the field away in an obnoxious way. You know, the uh, the the difference is being a horse guy. I can tell you, a lot of the horses, the race horses you see today, especially if they're successful, they won't race a ton of races. Um, you know, if they're going for the triple crown, they'll, that may be their third or fourth race, uh, by the time they get to the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont and that type of thing. And then if they win, they're done. They don't go back. 
Yeah. Um, Seabiscuit ran a ton of races yeah. and, and won. He got beat some, but he, he won a bunch of them. And that's kind of like Tiger. I mean, yeah. you know, winning 83 uh, tournaments, uh, PGA tournaments that, that qualify. And he's won actually a lot more than that. Um, special events and amateur and this type of thing. You think of that, and then you look at the number of cuts. It's like, yeah, he's played in 425 PGA tournaments over the years, whatever the number is, but he's made 365 cuts. There's nobody else that's done that. So yeah. that that's something special. So let's switch gears here and um, kind of wrap this up, David. If I gave you a magic wand and you were the guy, you were the guy in the golf industry, and you could do anything you wanted with that magic wand, what would you do? Oh, gosh, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you know, I probably would put my golf course operator hat on just because it's something I spend a lot of time on, and I would uh, I would miraculously make uh, pace of play issues go away. You know, it's probably one of our biggest challenges as it relates to golf operations and balancing uh, the variety of um, – of paces at which people like to play. And if I could standardize that and just made my magic wand and say, everybody likes to pay at the, play at this pace. Um, a lot of my worries would, would go away in terms of, you know, things that go wrong. Sure. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like taking a, a three lane freeway and, and the freedom that gives to drivers who want to drive at different paces and cramming them down into one lane. Um, <laughs> yeah. The frustration that comes along with that, right? Because you have so many different people that want to drive at so many different speeds and, and their speed is the right speed to drive at and everybody else's is the wrong speed. And a golf course is that one lane that has, you know, drivers that want to all go at uh, different speeds uh, crammed into it. And that's, that's, from an operational standpoint, that's the biggest challenge we face. So if I could make that go away and just say, period, everybody loved to play in four hours and, and everybody played in four hours. And I'm, I'm generalizing that, that number because it's different for every golf course. But, you know, if I could just standardize that, that would, uh, that would make my job quite a bit easier. Kind of like, uh, coming off a freeway and hitting a country road during harvest season, harvest season. And there's a couple of combines there going <laughs> slow no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> it, it, it would be tough very tough like that oh i there was one thing i skipped in the regular show and so i wanted to ask you this when you're talking about your charity tournaments and that a lot of them make money off of raffles um have you found a way to do those raffles with and kind of like letting the people know by the time they get off the course that they won a prize or something or how is that being handled so we're not really involved operationally in raffles, uh, even even in non-COVID times. That's always something that's managed by um, the group coordinators. Yeah. Um, so so we haven't really had to find ways to do that. Um, you know, I know that uh, a lot of uh, online software portals have come about as a result of COVID. You know, sort of last minute that have allowed people to take a lot of their auctions and whatnot online. Again, sure. it's not something that we directly coordinate. Um, you know, we facilitate it by way of being the venue that, you know, allows those, I, the, the auction items to be displayed, but in terms of, you know, recruiting items and then, and then having to find a way to do the auction, that that's not something that we're really involved in. Um, what has uh, moved to the forefront and it's an offering we've had for a few years now and, and, 
everybody's embraced it at a different rate, but um, digital scoring uh, yes. has has become, you know, with with the desire to to limit shared touch points like scorecards, um, you know, we've gone to all digital scoring with all of our events, meaning, you know, it's a simple app download and you type in a code that identifies your group and it allows you to then digitally enter your scores and also see scores of, of other, you know, players or other teams in the competition. And, uh, you know, I would say we probably had a 50% adoption rate with that uh, pre-COVID, and it's you know it's now 100%. I, I don't see that going backwards. Um, I think now that people understand it and understand how convenient it is, it, you know, every tournament will use it. That's pretty cool. It certainly helps us. You know, it's a it's a technology benefit because it a lot of does it does a lot of the scoring for us. You know, yeah. we just have to ensure that all the 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 variables are are entered. I.e., you know somebody's got 18 hole scores and 18 holes worth of scores, that kind of stuff. So yeah. as long as we can verify that or those that, that aren't going to turn in a score, a full score that, you know, we pull them out of the results. Um, again, software does that for us, but it's pretty neat too. I mean, because it's, it's just live scoring. So when you're playing an event and you enter a score, you can actually see the leaderboard and you can see the teams around you and how they're performing and in a, in a shotgun format, you know, where everybody's basically the same number of holes into the event. Um, right. You know, it's really pretty neat. Cool. David, thank you so much for joining us this week on Grilling at the Green. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us here in the after hours. Um, and uh, don't forget that we're, the regular radio show plays on AM860 and then uh, the Golf News Network. And then, of course, you can find this. We're on 17 different platforms now, I think, with uh, the shows, this show in particular. So it all works out well. So for David Stead and myself, I'd like to thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. Take care, everybody.